novinha linda que mora aqui no lado. Um bum gostosão. Hello, welcome to a fresh season of La Masita. Remember that you are listening to WLPN LP 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting from home. My name is Portia. And Jennifer. Today we celebrate with a special guest. He is the other half of Rene. Sorry if I'm saying that incorrectly. Tropical. And before the pandemic, they were on tour with the Bomba Estereo all over the USA. Nectali Diaz, better known as Sumo Hair, is a multidisciplinary artist that creates music and visual concepts that represent the African diaspora. Welcome, Sumo Hair. It's a pleasure to have you here on La Masita with us. Thank you for having me. That was a really cool, uh, really cool intro. So, tell us, what have your projects been like like ever since the pandemic started last year it's been uh you know it's been like a roller coaster because it's like it you know there's there was times where like you were really uh you know really into the creative process of just making new things but then there were times where you were like wondering how come or why are you making things you know if like uh you're not even really connected with people so you don't even know if people are even interested in listening to music when when you know such a thing like a pandemic is happening like um there's a very strong disconnection with the creative process the making of and the connection with uh with people so it's really challenging like it it, it was it's been really well not as much anymore but it was really challenging making things when you didn't have that direct connection with people i feel like that is at to a certain extent um you wanted to you wanted to share this with people directly and uh there was a wall because of the pandemic and uh so you know you it's like you had all the time available to make things but there was a disconnection um so in terms of like what it was like creating during a pandemic i think that's probably the best way that uh that i could summarize the process of okay i, I definitely understand that it has been hard, especially when you want to um, try to connect with people, but you can't in the way that you usually do. So, yeah. Exactly. Could you give us an insight on any current projects? Yeah. Um, like, literally, like currently right now, we are working on um, our next EP for, for Reina Tropical. And... Um, we just shot uh, a, new, a new music video for a track that we just put out. Um, and that is so, you know, this is all in the works. And, uh, you know, right now we're in the creative, the creative process, which is making the actual, putting the music together, um, recording it. And then, um, and then moving on to the mixing and mastering and then packing it, packaging it and putting it out, um, which will be a couple weeks. Um, until we're completely done and ready for this, you know, new EP record to be out, and then um, you know we'll 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 put it out, and uh, that's that's the next thing that uh, that's happening. You know, so that is currently what I'm working on right now, and uh, nothing else really. I mean, that's the priority, and that's like that's the only thing on the table right now um, for now. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that to you know to be done and and uh, for it, for people to hear it. 
but yeah, that's the current project. Can you talk about your cover art for a track that you have? I think it's called Santa Lucia and the creative vision that you had while making the song as well. Santa Lucia. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact cover art for that track. There, there's a pattern there in all of the artwork for for the stuff that I put out, like personally, like Santa Lucia, and like that's from an album called Tropical Gold. Tropical Gold, but um, that's all inspired by like uh, world music, uh, world rhythms, like you know, you had mentioned uh, the African diaspora. It with the artwork, I, I really wanted to be appealing for people to want to hear the music. So. Um, for people to be able to look at it and be intrigued to want to hear the music. And I think that if I can put the music, if I can uh, create artwork that describes the music, the artwork would be that. And it's basically a collage of like pictures from around the world of people either dancing, celebrating live in a carnival tradition or um, or or just celebration in terms of uh, cultural traditions with happy colors and um, and then kind of like a, like, like a little postcard you know that describes um, the sound but I, yeah I definitely like put a lot of thought into the artwork I do it myself just because I feel like it's it's faster if I do it myself and and uh, that inspires the artwork and it also inspires the little video snippets that I make. Um, so it's all just one package. I think that the artwork is as important as the music. The videos are important, as important as the music. Like they're all just one big, big package. Um, so the inspiration for the art is really, it's really just that. While you were making the art, by any chance, did you get like any kind of blockage while trying to come up with any ideas? Or did you kind of like maybe see something somewhere and you thought, you know, I want to do something similar to that. Or did you, or how, or how did it come to be when you make your artwork? You know, I, I, I spent a lot of time just looking at stuff and I think I began to save ideas. Like I spend uh, almost every day on YouTube, just like scrolling and scrolling and looking at do watching documentaries and like watching footage and stuff like that. And I'll save it on a playlist um, called inspiration. And, uh, or sometimes like I'll be on Instagram and I'll start saving like uh, pictures that inspire me and I'll have like a, a list of different things that inspire me. So when it's ready for me to make something, I go back and just look at that and just get stimulated visually so that when it's time for me to, to make something, it's like, okay, cool. All I have to do is like, uh, I use this program called After Effects from Adobe. And um, basically what I do is like, I'll, I'll get pictures and I'll start cutting them out and uh and i'll do like different layers and layers of pictures and i'll start to like make them move and then when i get what i want you know like i'll i'll, I'll screenshot it and use that as the main artwork and then i'll use the little video as like a video promo but um usually i don't have a hard time coming up with a, a, a concept a creative concept for the artwork or the art uh, i think that comes to me pretty pretty easy and pretty naturally um I think the harder part for me is the actual, like the mixing and mastering of the music that I make. The creative process is just like, it's it's pretty easy for me. Um, I, I can, you know, come up with ideas. Like I can I can create like every day. And like, if, if that was it, I could do it forever. But like, it's other things that become a blockage for me that make it difficult for me to sometimes like have things ready for.
what are habits that you do that help you be the best you can be when making music or working on a project? You know, honestly, the best habit for anything that you do is just like, I mean, at least for me, it's just stay inspired. You know, if you're going to do something, just like, like saturate yourself in it and become obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. I think that when you become like obsessed with something in a good way, like you, it, it's just, it, you're always going to be able to like produce, create, like it's, that's, I would say that's, if I had to say like, you know, what's my habit, that's, that's a habit um, that I have of just like completely diving deep into music and like letting it, uh, like absorbing all of it and just, uh, and just like marinating and ideas, like concepts and like just um constantly like youtube is that that one fountain of inspiration for me like i like that's the medium that i use for for everything i feel like when it comes to like being inspired or like never like you know losing the the rhythm of creating um because there's just so much on youtube and that is that you know i wake up in the morning i'm watching like youtube videos documentaries listening to music on youtube i don't even put my i don't even use my headphones to be honest because i try to protect my ears as much as possible so all of the music comes from my phone like literally from the speaker phone and like i wake up in the morning watching music videos like in the day i'm watching music videos at night i'm like watching music videos documentaries like i'm reposting and like it's just this is like an everyday like habit i think it's uh and I, and I enjoy it you know um and i enjoy it so much i feel like i have to share it you know but that is the one thing that I do that I feel like has become like a habit. So I feel like every artist has like this, like first love with music where they kind of like hit to the point where they're like, oh, I kind of want to start making music or I want to start doing something in that area. So I want to ask you, you know, what inspired you to want to make music? You know, what was the motive behind it? Um. Yeah, I, I've always been into music, but I never thought that I would I would make music like like I am right like today. But uh, you know, as a kid, like I grew up in a, in a home where like you know my parents were very religious, and like we couldn't go out and do stuff that like you know normal kids what I think normal kids would do like go out and like hang out with their friends, mm -hmm. go to the friends' house at, on weekends and stuff like that. So I remember like especially like in my teenage years or like yeah my teenage years. Um, I stayed home like on Friday nights, Saturday nights, like I couldn't go out. And so the, the, the most exciting thing for me to do while my friends were out was to like be in my room listening to the radio and, uh, and just hanging out. So like I spent a lot of time listening to music by myself. And I think that that was my, my escape, you know, like that was my way of like going out or getting out. And I became, I became obsessed with music. And, uh, but, uh, you know, growing up before, you know, social media and like all of these things, like, um, I didn't know what the potential and nor my parents knew what the potential was of like, what, what you can do, or if you can make a living, like doing art or like making music and stuff like that. So, you know, my, my parents would always say, you need, you need to, you know, make sure you can because I, I really wanted to like draw and paint and like my parents and be like you know you need to get a job and start working and start making money and so i kind of left all of that behind um like all the creative stuff and then um when i hit like my when i hit like 
like uh, my 30s I was like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna start making music and it was something that was on the bucket list for me to like do um, so I got myself a MacBook and I downloaded a program called Ableton and I became obsessed with making music and then I was like I'm gonna do it and then uh, I started making it like really like low key and I started uploading music on SoundCloud and then I realized that some people were liking what I was making and then that kept me going and so I'm fairly new to making music, uh, I would say, because, you know, a lot of the friends that I have started making music when they were like, teenagers, you know, like, or like really young, you know. So um, at one point, you know, like it hit me and I was like, I mean, I, I love music so much. I, sh I, I want to start making it, you know, and that's how uh, that was the motivation, you know, I guess getting to that point where I was like, all right, cool you should actually start making it. And um, and I did, so so that's how that how whole thing. You, how do you express yourself through your work? I think, I mean, like in my case in particular, um, I think uh, culturally speaking, I feel like, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, um, I'm very obsessed with, with music, I always felt that, uh, that I needed to speak about my personal experiences culturally. And so uh, coming to this country as a kid, you know, there was always like the immigrant experience. And I felt like I, I, I never really felt like I was like from here, from there, you know, from, from like, because of, you know, you, you grew up like having kind of like an identity crisis. You know, there's a lot of things that, you know, we, I grew up doing differently than a kid that is born here and does things here and so like with the stuff that i make i always found a way to kind of represent myself culturally through the music more so as um more so as a uh, as the immigrant experience than anything else you know and i feel like that's what i connect to the most to uh, is expressing myself uh, culturally and and with that comes all the social injustices that happen worldwide uh, you know as an immigrant um, from you know anything from like racism to you know all, all kinds of uh, social injustices so I, I felt like I needed to use music as the vehicle for me to like talk about these things to express how I feel about uh, you know some of the injustices that happens in our communities and are also part of the immigrant experience so i feel like that's how i i'm able to use music as that um what do you call it um, as a vehicle to express that um what does being afro-mexican mean to you well that's a really good that's a really good question you know because i don't i don't think that i necessarily uh i, I actually i don't um uh, identify as Afro-Mexican. I know that in a, in a lot of interviews, they, they actually point that out and I can see why um, I speak a lot on that subject because I was born in a particular region in, in Mexico where um, uh, the highest uh, African descendant population in Mexico is in the region where I was born. So I grew up around it. I felt like it was important for me to vocalize that uh, the injustice of what has happened in these regions in Mexico or in this region of Mexico where uh, Afro-Mexicans um, 
were not counted until until 2020. You know, so it took it took that long for Mexico to say, oh yeah, by the way, there's black people here. You know, and it, it's crazy to me that it it really took that long for a country to acknowledge that. Uh, me being born in a place where I was surrounded by that, I constantly vocalized the frustration of that. And uh, if you guys don't know why that is so important for a group of people to be counted, and in this case, Afro-Mexicans, um, if you don't, if a group of people does not exist, if they're invisible, they're they're not giving the resources that other people, other groups are given. So, for instance, if black people in Mexico don't exist, there is no resources for them, special help for them. Like um, they don't build hospitals there in that region like they don't there's no their education is at its all-time lowest like there's no programs like what you guys have for kids of uh for for kids of color for black kids in mexico so it affects the communities directly and when you visit these communities you see that they were left behind you, you're like you get to mexico you get to the really nice parts of mexico and you're like wow this is beautiful right but then you go to these parts and you're like damn what happened here like where, where's the nearest hospital? Like, where is like, uh, where's the kids programs? Like, where, like, how come, you know, this local government building is like falling apart? Like you see all and they're dumping like dirty water into the beaches. Like you start seeing all these injustices and you're like, this is bad, you know? Um, so that's why, like, I think a lot of people, I'm so vocal about it. I think a lot of people, um, assume that you know i am I'm, i identify as afro-mexican but but i i've never said that i think that a lot of people write that about me and say that about me and, and uh i just uh i just vocalized the injustice that has been going on about that and uh you know my goal is to try to do as much as i can to raise awareness and uh see how can i be of help but i hope that answers your questions or your question <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you grew up in a very religious household. I was wondering, you know, are you more of a religious person or will you consider yourself spiritual? Yeah, that's that's a really good question because uh, that's something that I kind of like, like battle with a lot, you know, because, uh, you know, you, you grew up with your parents and you love your parents no matter what, even though if like there was times where, you know, you've had a falling out and there was bad experiences. And church, you know, has always been that, has it was always part of that life or my life because of my parents. And sometimes I wondered if, if I really did enjoy like being part of a religious community or if it, it was just something that I did because my parents were doing it. You know what I mean? Like, did I, this is something that really grew in me because I was kind of forced into it. It wasn't something that I was asked, hey, do you want to go to church? Like I had to go to church. Like I had to wake up in the morning like on Sundays and like I wasn't given the option. Like I had to go. I had to, I, like I spent like five days, five days a week in church. And uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think that teenagers should have to do that. But, and so is, am I more spiritual? Yeah, I definitely think that I'm more spiritual than religious, no doubt. Um, and, you know, spirituality can be anything. Spirituality can be so many things you know but i think ultimately for me spirituality means um you know making making finding that peace within and like you know um just making yourself happy whatever you do 
just be happy like don't do things because don't do things for other people or things that you don't want to do just because other people want you to do or society wants you to do it like you should really do whatever the hell you want to do um and be happy you know that is spirituality to me so who would you say has been your biggest supporter and has really helped you through this time like throughout your music journey you know through the pandemic what has been a biggest support to me um right now um connect the stuff like this like you know, like hopping on Zoom with people and having conversations has been the ultimately thing the ultimate thing that has kind of kept me um sane and and okay you know it's like talking to people and um that's so important to me you know to be constantly talking to people having conversations with people about anything um and i look forward to to you know connecting with people and also i you know i honestly i mean i f- i feel bad saying this cuz you guys live in chicago but i i'm originally <laughs> from la and like we get a lot of sun so i got to give sun the outermost credit got to give sun that shout out um <laughs> it has been uh that sun has been a big support to me like honestly like if i'm having like not the greatest day all i have to do is like step out and like stand under the sun and then i'm like feel so good to be under the sun um mm-hmm. speaking of healing crystals like that to me like the sun has like healing powers like mm-hmm. it's crazy how like if you are in a really cold freezing day and it's raining and then all of a sudden like the sun comes out and it's like warm it's like that's a healing crystal to me but um conversations like this about music for me it, it like i never get tired of having conversations about music i can speak about i can talk about music like all day every day uh and that talking to people about music keeps me afloat and uh and that has been of like the biggest support you know to me i mean obviously you know there are people who support you friends and peers and stuff like that but these conversations are really healthy you know these conversations will keep you going for a long time so i think that that's my biggest uh, motivation and support if you could change something about the music industry what would it be mm what would it be what would i change about the music industry i don't know if i can pinpoint something in particular about the music industry that I would change. I mean obviously, you know, you want everybody to be treated fairly and get paid, you know, fairly for their talent and ultimately that would be the 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 best request, you know. Um you know, but I mean I feel like you know those limitations are also what has made some of us stronger, you know, like because it hasn't been easy. Those of us who really had it in us to keep doing it, it's it's helped us. to become better and push more whereas the ones that were just doing it as a face like oh cool I pick up I pick up a guitar and I'm going to play cuz I'm going to be in a band and then like you know hopefully you know we can do this and like and then they realized it wasn't really in them it was just part of a face that they were going through which is great I think that you know when I look at the some of the unfairness you know um and then injustices and like the limitations i feel like 
I now look at them more as things that have pushed me to do more and try harder. You know, I'm not saying that these things are these limitations are right at any point, but I'm saying that now I just look at it like, how do we get through it? You know, how do we come together as a community and like work so that we can all, you know, do our thing and in the right way. And um, I I think that you know I, I don't know if I would change that in, in that I, I would want to change more than the industry i would want to change of how this country in particular deals with musicians and creatives or artists as a whole i feel like this country can can uh, encourage and, and and put more money out for creatives like i feel like we should have music on the street you know like i i feel like it shouldn't be illegal for people to play and unite on the street and play music on the street i feel like the street should be full of music um i feel like there should be more programs like the kind of program that you guys are in where like there's more encouragement and motivation to keep doing what you guys are doing like at different levels and like that you guys should get compensated with some kind of something you know like i feel like this country could encourage more younger people to be more in the arts and create and that you know i feel like more than the music industry i feel like this country can be of more help to you know people like you guys who are doing what you're doing um and uh and you know the whole thing about starving artists i don't know it kind of sucks to even hear that you know i feel like there, there shouldn't be starving artists like people who want to commit and dedicate their time to creating full-time should be somehow you know helped by the government um yeah okay well just to finish this lovely conversation what is next for sumo here um, what's next? Um, it's what well, we're gonna finish this um, this this new EP that we're working on, and then um, you know hopefully we can um, start booking, you know, start getting uh, dates for some tours here and there, and start going out into you know out into the real world and start playing this music, and um, and you know like I, I'm also like whenever i'm i'm free and i have time away from you know from this project i i'm always like looking for something to get into to work on and, uh, i don't have a definite answer as to you know what stuff i'm going to be getting into but i know that um you know i'm always i'm always on the lookout just trying to see what i can get into but as of right now i mean the calendar seems to be pretty full with things that I, I have in mind already, but nothing is solid. Um, but the future is just making, creating, you know, making stuff, um, making music and uh, staying happy, you know, like waking up every morning and being happy with what you're about to do, what I'm about to do um, during the day. And I think that the, the, the future is, uh, the future is just waking up creating and being happy, I think. Well, Samora, it was a pleasure having you here with Ana Mesita. Unfortunately, time is running out. For the public listening or watching this interview, where can we listen to your music and be aware of everything you do? Um, you know, the, so my artist's name is Sumo Hair. Um, you, can find, you can find my music on Spotify and uh, you can find me on Instagram too. Um, and uh, we have our project Reina Tropical, which is also <laughs> on Spotify, and we were also on Instagram. So 
you guys can hear the music there and find us on uh, Instagram also. Well, thank you so much, Mujer, for your time and talent. See you soon, and we are going to be following your next projects of music. This was La Mesita. My name is Jennifer, and my name is Portia. Remember that you are listening to WLP and LP 105.5 FM, Lumpen Radio, Chicago.